The information contained in this podcast is provided for your general information only. It does not give medical advice or engage in the practice of medicine. This massage podcast under no circumstances recommends particular treatment for specific individuals and in all cases recommends that you consult your physician or local treatment center before pursuing any course of treatment. Good afternoon and welcome to the Massage Podcast. We are here in Boulder, Colorado. This is an informative podcast about massage and we mostly want to get information out to massage therapists out there. Any, and there's, we're finding there's a, a lot to talk about. We're at episode eight already and we've had some fabulous guests and we're here today with another fabulous guest. And my name is Dawn Adkins. I'm your host along with Elaine Kalenda, our massage guru, and Jorge Cisneros, our producer. Our guest today is Chris Balsley, and um, I'm going to have Elaine and himself tell us what is going on and how he can help us with our massage podcast today. All right. Thank you. And thank you, Chris, for joining us today. Uh, Chris and I go way back now, uh, several years. I first met Chris when he was teaching at the Boulder College of Massage Therapy, uh, with me, which he did from 2000, 2001 to about 2007. And he taught in several departments, including uh, psychosocial, integrative. And, um, but today I want to talk with him about, I want to go way back, Chris. I want to ask you about um, how you got into the field of massage and body work, uh, your psychotherapy background, and even, which really intrigues me, is how you really first started as a, an illusionist. I believe is actually a okay. magician. Okay, I don't know. I wanted to be politically correct, that, so I that said, works. "Okay, so um, give us a little bit. Uh, tell us your story." Well, you asked about massage, and so I think really, because we have massage therapists in the audience, it, the easiest thing to say is that I came from a touchy feely family, mm-hmm. and I got I got credit. I got I got recognition for rubbing my parents' shoulders, and they would ask their friends if they would like me to do that. And so when I was 10 or 12 years old, I was actually getting recognition for doing touch. And so it was always interesting. Mm-hmm. Then I started really professionally doing it after I got out of the military. Mm-hmm. And I found that people were actually willing to pay for having touch and realized it was a good profession. And this was here in Colorado? Uh, Arizona. You were you're from Arizona? No, I was here in Colorado, okay. born and raised. That's what I thought, yeah. But um, I was in the military, and I was in Arizona when I got out. Okay. And I was looking for what to do next. And so I did a complete 180 and started a massage practice. Really? And you're and it's come right back around again. It's funny you <laughs> exactly. got that, that military connection again, which we'll get to in a little bit. So um, so nowadays, well, in the last couple of years, you, you left the school and you went on to study, um, to train, actually, at Newfield. Newfield is a train is a company which who trains coaches. Is that correct? Yeah, it's Newfield Network. They're an internationally uh, accredited coach training program, mm-hmm. and they have programs in English and Spanish and on three different continents. Wow. Okay, and that was a good experience for you. I would imagine. Still doing it. We hit Singapore three times a year in Mexico, and then teaching here out of Boulder in lovely Chautauqua, training coaches all the time. Oh yeah. Okay. So. Um, uh, what kind of companies do you work for in your coaching? 
broad question. Um, currently, I'm working with uh, a subsidiary of Hunter Douglas. Hunter uh, Douglas? Mm-hmm. The ones that and make airplanes. Blinds. Blinds. Hunter Douglas blinds. Okay. Yeah, the I'm best. thinking of uh, Douglas. Hunter Never Douglas mind. is a window covering right. fashion mm-hmm. specialty. And I'm working at uh, the management level and also training entire companies. So as far as massage goes, I actually got a massage therapist in the building. And they kept saying, well, we can have people pay for it and we can give it as a treat. And what we ended up doing is you get to go on company time and get a massage every other week. And so people from the line who use their hands all the time can now go in as part of a health benefit package and get a massage and have it be part of your workday. Wow. You don't even have to take a break. You just go in on work time and... And get your massage. You yeah. know, I wish they'd let us do that at the Boulder College Massage there. Yeah. Well, actually, they do a little bit, but yeah. And that's did I great. miss? And what are you coaching? So, coaching to me is is a, uh, the capacity to help executives execute better because the root of executives is the capacity to execute. And so, if they're stressed out, they're not executing well. Mm-mm. If they're not paying attention, they're not executing well. And if they have poor communication skills, they're not executing well. So it's all about creating higher performance in places and corporations where it really matters. And and what made you start this? Well, that's kind of a fantasy story. Um, I was in well entrenched teaching at Naropa and BCMT, and I had a full private practice, uh, a licensed professional counselor, uh, master's level counseling, and really happy. And I met this gentleman. And he got really interested and said, what are you doing, Chris? And he had a funny little accent. And I said, well, you know, I do this and I do massage. And I would say that the right word is we dated for a while, kind of professionally looking to see what we were about. And then he said, you should come work for my company. And I thought, that's not too interesting. You're a coaching company and I'm a psychotherapist. Well, he he talked me into it and I closed my private practice and I stopped everything. I quit teaching at the massage school and I went and worked for his coach training company. He bowled you over. He he, stole you from us. He seduced me with a chance to make amazing impact in the world. He said, I can put you in front of large audiences. Mm -hmm. He's an amazing man. He truly is. Um, Julio Laya. Julio is, I met him one time and I, you know, and I shook his hand and I stood right in front of him and he has quite, and I I also, I attended a lecture of his and it was, he's a very charismatic and very wonderful, interesting man with a very rich background himself so and a lot of so impact on. in the world he's really very truly impactful the father of modern coaching in in this country one of the founders mm-hmm. so um, he said um, stop doing therapy and stop doing massage and stop teaching and come work for my company and, and you did he hypnotized you he did something okay well it hasn't been a, a bad deal for you you've had a, a really great opportunities now and you were doing massage therapy and body work and psychotherapy counseling for 20 for a good 25 30 years yep Almost as long as me. Almost. You're uh, the only person I know that's been doing it longer than me. <laughs> well, that's why that's they call me the... Yeah, well, that's yeah, exactly it. And hey, you know, thinking about coaching, coaching wouldn't be a bad idea for some massage therapists as well. You know, we could all use uh, some work with communication and and it's a lot of it is self-care, self-preservation while working with groups of people, while working with the public. So, I mean, you know, that's what we do anyway. I'm going... Yes? No, I was just going to say, and it's also about... Um, uh, creating promises, uh, holding yourself accountable, creating a strong public image, and doing what you say you're going to do. Follow Doesn't through. Doesn't matter if you're a massage therapist or a mm. CEO. Follow through, yeah. which I don't know. I, I could certainly always use some work on. You know, they have a little diagram 
They have a line across the bottom with an arrow. That's what you say you're going to do. And another one that points up with another arrow on it. That's what you actually do. And you measure the difference between the two, and they call it the angle of inauthenticity. <laughs> and so you want to make that angle as small as possible in the world. Mm. And it doesn't matter what you do. Right. You want to stand behind what you say you're going to do, and that changes your public image. Right. That That is a good image. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to go back to body work um, okay. for a little bit here because Chris and I have been doing exchanges until he got really busy. Um, we were working with each other pretty steadily about once a week or every two weeks for about three years. And I never, I have never met anyone who matched me so well um, as far as a partner. You know, you always, uh, over the years, you tend to try and work with people and get a good massage buddy going mm. to do exchanges with. Chris and I were the most consistent and I think the the best matched, certainly. We did it for years. Yeah, and I really enjoyed and still do. I mean, I still catch you whenever, in fact, we have to make an appointment after this show. <laughs> okay. Uh, but... Uh, so we still, but the compatibility is really high between us, and um, we're you're like my brother to me now, you know. Um, so uh, going back, uh, you know, practicing massage therapy, body work for so many years. Where did you train, and and um, yeah, who'd you train with? You you have a kind of eclectic, eclectic background. background, yeah. Um, well, I studied. Um, Osteo, uh, cranial sacral therapy under an osteopath uh, who was British. His name was Solahin Tham. And that was a really profound training. I did uh, shiatsu training in London at a place called the London Energy Institute. <laughs> and I studied to get my license at the Colorado School of Healing Arts. And so from there, it just started blossoming out because learning is what it was all about. And the more you practice, the more you know you really don't know anything. Mm. And so I got a chance to study at the, uh, in China at the University of Beijing, uh, traveling with a group of psychologists down there, and they found out that I did massage. Mm. And it was an immediate, let's see what you do. And so we had kind of a mini symposium. Mm-hmm. Um, and everywhere I go, I run into, I took classes at the Boulder College while I was there because I had the opportunity to learn more. Mm-hmm. But there's a constant flow of information. Mm-hmm. And then you, um, did you just, were you very interested in trauma work back then or did you just fall into it? Did you get interested? I understand you worked with, studied and worked with and hung out with Peter Levine. Mm-hmm. Um, actually lived with Peter. I um, was reading some of the old manuscripts of Waking the Tiger uh, when they were just handbound. Mm-hmm. And that was the beginning of it because I realized from reading his manual that massage therapy was all about trauma. And why I say that is that trauma is a continuum between, let's call it stress, anxiety, worry, all the way up to post-traumatic stress disorder and everything that lies in between. And when you figure out the basis of it, whether it's worry and anxiety or PTSD, um, you find out how profound touch is. My worst thing I had my students tell me was, I'm just a massage therapist, and it just irked me. I've done a lot of work in healing different modalities, different styles of psychotherapy and somatic work, and there's nothing as powerful as hands-on work to deal with trauma. Nothing touches, nothing comes close. Mm -hmm. And you're convinced of this more and more as you're doing your current work. Mm -hmm. Now, tell us a little bit about that, whatever you can, about um, the work. You know, trauma is a big buzzword right now, especially as the the soldiers are coming home from uh, the war and uh, returning, trying to return into society 
and uh, we talked a little bit about trauma, uh, touched upon it, but you see it in all the mis- trade magazines now and the massage magazine. It's almost always there's gonna there's a lot of uh, articles about trauma, uh, so it's a big buzzword. But I think that you have a great way of explaining what it is, what it isn't, and and the different degrees of of trauma, including post traumatic stress disorder, which would be the you know, the end result for, and, right. and just explain a little bit about that to our audience uh, who are m- primarily massage therapists so they can understand what's going on today. I saw a bumper sticker <laughs> and it said the issues in the tissue. Right. And if you really get into trauma, you understand that it's in the tissue. If you're worried or concerned about something, it shows up primarily in the body. I mean, your shoulders get tight your jaw clenches, you can't breathe deep. And all of these things trigger a series of chemical reactions that have negative impacts that continue for the rest of your life. We lose $13 billion a year to stress-related illnesses in the country. And that's all because when we get stressed, we either tighten our body really, really tight, or we go into helplessness mode and fall into a puddle. Um, But it affects us all period, some of us differently than others, but we're all affected by it one way or the other. Yeah, I think that stress, this type of stress that we're talking about, negative stress on the body, is the underlying seed for most illnesses today, mm-hmm. including heart disease, which half of us in the United States are going to, you know, die of. So, Well, you can even take it as far as uh, lung cancer, people are smoking when they're stressed, or, mm-hmm, or, you know, liver problems. High blood pressure, high cholesterol, back pain. And then not to even mention all the psychological issues, the uh, anxiety and all these people can't sleep and they're all on Ambien and they're all taking pills to go to sleep and they're all taking antidepressants because they don't know what's wrong with them. And then they go to the doctor with all those symptoms, which can, by the way, be relieved with most of it can be relieved by exercise and massage therapy and body work of different kinds. Of course, there is true chemical, you know, depression, which needs, I'm not against all medication, but I'm just saying a lot of people, the doctors don't know what to do with them, so they just put them on the happy pill. Okay? You know, I'm not, I don't want to simplify it too far, mm-hmm. but in, in any of the trauma-related disorders, the message to the body is, I'm not safe. And if I'm mm. not safe, I'm hypervigilant. I'm looking around for the next place danger is coming from. I'm tensing my muscles to increase my adrenaline levels so that I can fight. I don't want to sleep deep. If danger's around, sleeping deep is a bad idea. Oh, just like a soldier. That's Well, we'll get into that in a few minutes. But, yeah. But when you put hands on and you hear your client go, ah. Mm, that's yeah, my favorite sound. Take that yeah. deep breath. You yeah. know, that's, that's an indication of a flood of oxytocin. And oxytocin is counterindicated to adrenaline, meaning you can't have adrenaline and oxytocin in your system at the same time. So when your client does, oh, sounds, you're saying my mm-hmm. adrenaline level is dropping, which means that my system feels safety, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. I can begin to function. Mm-hmm. And it's part of the euphoria, you know, this unexplained face that a lot of our clients have where so how are you doing now after the massage? And they can't even find the words to tell you, to explain to you how they feel because it's so, it's such an unfamiliar feeling to them. The drool is like, oh, okay. <laughs> Get the drool bucket yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, that happy look. 
All right. So tell us about your work that you're doing these days with um, you have you're teaching classes and ten, what's called tension release exercises. Uh, first of all, let me say that I attended a class earlier this year uh, with um, with you and David Berselli, and I was blown away. It was right there at the Boulder College of Massage Therapy, a three day class, and I it was amazing. And I've been in the field for thirty something years, and I, I just have never done anything like it. I mean, and I'm doing, I would say, I'm doing my shaking, and <laughs> it is it is the most amazing thing. We'll talk about the details of what that is, but this show, we I wanted to call it trauma, working with trauma, shaking trauma out of the body, because this is exactly what your classes do. So tell us a little bit about the tension release exercises and well, how you I'd got like into to actually, that. If we can, let's go back a little bit. To, sure. If you want to talk about TREs, which yeah, is tell the acronym, me. it's better to do a little bit more on the trauma to understand it. Okay. It's your show, baby. I'll take it. Uh, Peter Levine made popular an idea called the triune brain theory. And the triune brain theory uh, illustrated three parts of the brain. You had the front part of the brain, which is where your forehead is, and that's the neocortex. And then there's a big part of your brain behind, which they called the limbic brain. And then there's a part and the brain stem right at the base of your neck, which is your primitive brain, or many other names would call it the brain stem or the reptilian brain. And in trauma, we are hijacked. We literally can measure the blood supply decreased to the front part of our brain, which is where we have intuition, I'm sorry, where we have intelligence and reason and creativity and language and math, and blood goes away. And it goes to the back part of your brain so that you have more instinct, more reflex, and more emotion. So to recap, we have intelligence in the front part of our brain, we have emotions in the mid or limbic brain, and then we have fight, flight, freeze mechanisms in the mm -hmm. primitive part of our brain. Reactive. Mm -hmm. Under stress, we are designed to be less intelligent and more emotional and reactive. So that's nothing, there's nothing broken in that system, right? Uh, under stress, I'm designed to breathe fast through my mouth, I'm going to look for danger. And I'm going to tighten my muscles and I'm going to see where I, what, what I need to do with danger and where the next threat's coming from. We get better at whatever we practice. So pretty soon we've created a habit of being hypervigilant, irritable, paranoid, aggressive, and not sleeping, depending on how far you are in the continuum. Well, this shows up in the body. It shows up literally as physical adhesions in the body. So if you think about neurobiology... And in our brain, we have long, thin brain cells called neurons, and they line up every time we do something. Every time you do something, the, these lines get thicker and thicker and thicker, like a little mini highway. The thicker the nerve bundle, the easier the behavior. Not good or bad. That's just what a habit is. The more you practice something, the easier it gets. Pretty soon, it's no longer called something I'm practicing or a habit. We call it normal. Well, in, in the far end of the continuum, the PTSD, the hypervigilant state is just simply the way you are. And if you're not, you're an idiot. And that's what the brain says. I have to be hypervigilant. There's danger. I grew up in a dangerous household, or I've been to war, or I live in the inner city, or anything like that. So these passageways in your brain relate to a certain part of your body. So I can't be uptight mentally and have a nice, soft, flexible body. You're going to have tight shoulders. You're going to clench. You're going to have tight jaws. 
these areas of tension in the body are what we attack when we do massage. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about where is the human body tight. So if I can release the tension, I can change the state of awareness in a human being. Mm-hmm. But what Peter Levine, I'm sorry, uh, Peter Levine made popular the trying brain theory. The founder of the TREs, David Berselli, discovered a way to remove the tension without needing a therapist. Now, why this is critical is in third world countries with war and pestilence and earthquakes and tsunamis, they can't afford even an inexpensive therapist at $75 an hour is a ridiculous thought in those situations. And he invented over the course of a lifetime these exercises. And if you teach them to somebody one time, they now have the skill set to do TREs, which is basically you allow your body to shake. David Berselli was Mother Teresa's right-hand driver for two years, and he worked with her convent for another five, and he spent 19 years in war-torn countries on purpose. He's been shot at and bombed at, and basically he discovered that there's a need for healing, and his purpose in life was to find an inexpensive, fast, and effective way to deal with masses of people who have trauma. And the result of that was tension release exercises. Mm -hmm. So that's the background of it. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I took that class and I've been calmer ever since. I because when I do I when I do feel like okay, especially in the morning, I can tell what kind of day I'm having, you know, after the first hour I'm up and this morning too this morning I was feeling good because I went down to shake and I and I tried to, you know, to, and it just wasn't there wasn't a lot there. On some mornings there's not. And other mornings I could go, you know, fifteen minutes. Of really strong of shaking. Of really strong, convulsive-type shaking. Now, mind you, this is not an, a not... An, it's a very relaxing feeling. People think shaking, your body's convulsive, shaking like crazy, but it's very... It's all release. It's in our language. If somebody falls down, it's pretty common to hear somebody say, oh, just shake it off. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, I was so scared, I was shaking in my boots. Mm-hmm. You know, my dog... I felt it was kind of justified when my dog fell down the stairs because he tripped on one of my daughter's toys. I felt terrible. But when he got up, I looked at him and he had this kind of dazed look and then he just shuddered and shuddered. <laughs> and then he was fine. Yeah. But what we do as humans is we stop it. You know, have you ever drifted off to sleep at night and you get that twitch right before you? We don't go, hey, that was cool. Let's see if I can discharge more energy. We go, oh, I can't do that because I just hit my partner. Mm-hmm. Or something to that effect. Right. But we don't foster or nurture or privilege shaking. We start to shake and we stop it. We try to control it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's the opposite of the workshop, mm-hmm. is we find a way to let the body release the shaking. And as you've witnessed, it's nothing short of miraculous. Mm-hmm. And it just is followed by, um, there's a series of stretching to get you going. And everybody does these stretches and just slightly fatiguing the body's muscles. And then you lie down in a certain position and off you go. You just involuntarily start with a little tremor and some little... And you'll see some clips on the website. I have some clips. You have some clips on the website now? That's great because it's, you know, amazing. The website you're talking about is not Works. Is that, that's yeah, where the shake, that's the one. Okay, that's we'll have that listed on, on our podcast after the show. And just for you folks who are listening, you are listening to the Massage Podcast, and this is an informative podcast about massage. And if you need to ask any questions or you have a question for our guest today, you can find us at massagepodcast.com 
on our contact page. You can listen to us live. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Or if you need to leave a message, please send us a message at 303-656-9860. We also accept text messages at that number. And as we'll continue on with our podcast. Yeah, we'll get back to you if you do have a a question that we can't answer during the show. All right. So when I was in the class, Chris, you were talking about... um, you know, and first of all, David Berselli was, he's magnificent. He really, um, he's been to what, 29 countries working with people. And I saw some of his um, slideshow and there were people literally dozens, if not more people lying on the ground in, um, that was after the earthquake. The Chinese earthquake? The Chinese earthquake. And they were all lying down doing this shaking thing. And then he had videotapes of some others, uh, the guy from Brazil and some other people who who really were involved in this wonderful release that was all physical. It's all physical. It's like you go into a little bit of a daydream and there your, your, your body's off. You can pay attention to it and people are just looking at themselves and kind of laughing, going, what is my body doing? It's really uh, quite remarkable. So I'm going to elucidate a little bit what you're talking about. Yeah. You're looking at your body. It's shaking and you're not telling it to. Right. So I'm going to digress a little bit. So you remember we talked about the triune brain? Yes. The front part of our brain, the forehead, is where we have the unique qualities that make us human. The limbic brain is emotion, and the brain stem is what we do with danger. We go towards it, we move away from it, we digest our food, and we re- pardon me, we reproduce the species. And you can remember that as the four Fs. It's fight, flight, food, and reproduction. <laughs> Carefully put. <laughs> <laughs> Why this is important to what you just said is trauma, stress, and anxiety happen in the limbic and primitive brain and not in the neocortex. All the PET scans and CAT scans that we do of, of brains to study them that have been traumatized indicate that the damage is done in primitive and limbic brain, not in the neocortex. So when you're doing the TREs, we're releasing in the limbic and primitive brain, but the neocortex is going, hey, what's going on? I'm thinking and talking and being rational, and my body is not paying attention. Mm-hmm. It's because trauma is stored in limbic and primitive brain, not in the neocortex. You know, I find there's a lot of our, I have had a lot of clients who are Mm -hmm. very intellectual and they cannot understand this, why they can't, you know, fix their body just by thinking, Thinking you know, I do my exercises and I'm very conscientious about this and I'm almost too conscientious. So I'm going to probably be a little controversial here. Um, Talk therapy is actually a pretty bad way to deal with trauma. Because you're trying to access through the neocortex issues that happen in the limbic and primitive brain. That makes sense to you me. You can't, and this is the work of Bessel van der Kolk, Peter Levine, uh, Pat, Pat Ogden, Ogden mm-hmm. Kay Minton. You can't deal with trauma effectively without including the body. You have to incorporate the body. And that's why when somebody says, oh, I'm just a massage therapist, I'm like, do you have any clue the power that you have in your capacity to touch? Mm-hmm. There's nothing like it. And if you think you're just a massage therapist, you know, take some classes and working <laughs> with trauma because you, you're so much more than that. You know, I've uh, been reading recently, too, about how effective, uh, is it uh, emotional freedom technique, EFT, EFT the tapping? Yeah. yeah. That seems fascinating to me. And then EMDR is another one that seems eye fascinating. Mo- eye movement, re- rapid yes. desensitization. Yeah. So yeah. both of those? Mm-hmm. 
bypass the neocortex because you do things and your your brain's not involved. You can count, you can read a book, you yeah. can do whatever you want to, <laughs> and you can tap the body and get these incredible responses. So the information's out there. It's the body. If you want to work with stress, concern, worry, trauma, anxiety, it's in the body, not in the neocortex. Now you think it is because that's how you, pardon me, that's how you reflect on the problem is you reflect by thinking about it. But that's just a mirror image of what's going on in the body. What's really fun with the EFT, I noticed too, was that it it seems to not just you're not just tapping and saying, "Oh, I'm so great" or whatever. It's you bring these fears and issues to the surface, tap away, let them go, and then reinforce with the positive. Mm-hmm. And I I think that's fascinating. And it has very little to do with what you think about what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it's just, not a conscious decision. It's a no. physical shift in your body. Mm-hmm. When you do EFT and you do a good session, you look different. Mm. You don't carry the same stress in your body. Yeah. Mm. Your belief systems change and ergo your body changes. So we're still talking body-mind connection. We still are. But yeah. there's parts of the mind, parts of the brain that I think uh, for most of our basic training in massage therapy, you know, are a lot of our instructors are like, oh, body-mind connection, don't lose, don't forget about the body and the mind when you're working, you know, holistic approach to work, but they don't go into a lot of detail about these, uh, the different parts of the brain, and in fact, they don't talk much about the brain and its functions to begin with in massage school, and they're starting to a little bit now, some programs, but very little in this regard. So it's no wonder we don't understand or have a deeper understanding of our role and the role we could be having in in trauma. So if you go to the website, uh, www.landonworks.com, you'll find enough information on there um, to help you navigate this stuff pretty simply. Um, Basically, just as a takeaway, you know, please come just check out the site and you'll walk away with some good information based on the brain stuff. And that's landonworks.com, W-E-R-K-S. Correct. Not W O R. Okay, great. Um, so so what, I mean, yeah. I'm going to tie the emotion okay. back real quick. Yes, please do. So people get confused a little bit about these different parts of the brain, mm-hmm. and here's the easiest way to think about it: take your spouse and your pet dog, and lock them in the trunk of your car. <laughs> yeah, right. On a hot day, uh huh, for two hours. Mm. Now, the human has a neocortex and a limbic brain, and a primitive brain. But our animals have limbic brains and primitive brains. They have emotion. When I come home, my dog is happy to see me. Yep. You know, he's very mm-hmm. happy. Your cat's happy to see you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, reptiles, they don't have that capacity, right? Mm-hmm. So My alligator never says hello to me. No, in fact, if the baby alligator pops out next to mama alligator, it's a food source. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the shift between primitive brain and limbic brain is the capacity to care. Mm. The jump from caring into the neocortex is the capacity to think about future and past. So remember, you got your spouse and a dog. You've locked them in the trunk of a car for two hours on a hot day. Open the trunk and tell me which one's happy to see you. Okay. So in pain versus suffering, animals can feel pain for sure. But human beings are unique in their capacity to suffer. And that's what the neocortex is about. I wish I hadn't done this. I hope I can do this. It used to be good or what's coming is scary. That's human. Mm-hmm. And that's not in the animal world. Animals are always in the moment. Wow. 
stay in the now is something that it doesn't work if you got a neocortex. No, Being in the now takes training unless it, you're an animal. It takes a lot of training, but um, what you're only kidding about locking your wife and I'll dog give it in a shot, there. see what happens. Oh I'm no, sorry. you would not, Tonya. He's only kidding. He wouldn't do it. <laughs> okay, um, so um, what are you doing these days? With um, what day of the week? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I know your life is so diverse now, Chris, but. What are you doing with TREs these days? So with attention releasing exercises, I am actively engaged in the first wave of certified students. Um, I am certified. We had, uh, I think it was 19 people in the class. And of those, seven are going for certification. Mm. And they should be done within about a month. And they'll be certified TRE level one. And there's a lot of work involved in it. How mm -hmm. long does this take? Um, it's a three-day workshop. But then you've got at least a month of doing TREs on your own, mm. and then two months of doing TREs with clients, keeping notes, documenting. And after you've done that, then you videotape the session, take it to your lead trainer, and they watch the session and make sure that you're competent. Is this something that can be incorporated in our massage sessions? So, well, here's the thing. These, these folks, a lot of them are, are, becoming, are working with TREs and not really touching the person at all. They're right. just okay. kneeling Here's, next to yeah. them, coaching them through, and just observing and just being there. Okay. But many, unless they're licensed to touch, like massage therapists, I see. body workers, they can't really put their hands on them, which is why Chris is so excited about getting some more massage therapists into it, because we can then take it to the next step. And and if it's if we feel like it's necessary, we can then add the adjunct of touch. Mm. When, when it's called So what for. we witnessed, the, I mean, because this is, David Berselli is busy in third world countries. He's got some certifications here. Is this Berselli with a B? A B-E-R-C-L-I, C-E-L-I. And I met him through my work at the military. And I worked for a company called Magis Group. Magis Group is a training company that does performance enhancement, stress mitigation, and increasing resiliency. Um, with the military. One of their clients is the military, and they do corporate and police and fire departments. Mm. So as a trainer for them, we've trained, I actually had the honor of training about 6,000 soldiers. And in the process of that, I was taught TREs by David Berselli as we worked with all these soldiers. And so I was uh, taken to the next level and got to level one and two and three, um, in the certification, which basically means now I can certify people. Right. But to see this work with the soldiers in the degrees of thousands of these soldiers going through a hundred at a time, and then you see what happens when you get a massage therapist, session one, TRE, and they can actually begin to mobilize sore shoulders and things that are stuck and actually help these tremors travel through the body mm. it was an amazing i mean i was i had already seen six or seven thousand people doing tres one-on-one -on -one. and when i saw what massage did i was just floored because i know what i can do mm -hmm. because i have all the background but these students didn't have any background at all with tres they just had a client who was shaking and i said try this with them and try that and the tres started really moving in a way that i've never seen before so mm. i'm really excited about bringing TRE certification to the massage field because you must have certification to touch, number one, and nothing's more powerful than touch and dealing with trauma, mm. stress and trauma. And when is the, are you going to have another class here in Colorado soon? Yeah, I'm looking or? at March 23rd is the next one. Level one. 
Uh, level one certification, mm-hmm. right. Is that going to be at BCMT again? That's going to be at BCMT if I can talk you into it. Yeah. So, a level, so. a level one certification, you can walk out there and have TRE on your card. And Correct. And that means you work one-on-one with people. And you coach them to help them release their own traumas. Correct. Mm-hmm. So here's, a, here's something really interesting to me. Um, I believe that people have all the training they need. But the problem is under stress and anxiety, remember we get hijacked, we get less intelligent. Mm-hmm. So if we live in a stressful environment, we kind of know what we need to do, but we don't have the capacity to access it at the times of adversity. Mm-hmm. What happens in TREs is you lower your tension level and then you can access your own internal wisdom mm-hmm. much better in the face of adversity. And that's one of the keys. I'm not really interested in telling you what to do with TREs. Do TREs and you can access your own knowing much easier because you're not stressed out anymore. And I no, I think um, for those of us who aren't understanding the shaking, um, is this something that you... Um, you st- you stimulate manually yourself, or do you shake yourself, or or how do how do you so get that going? So we can't talk about how to do the exercise oh, because that's part of coming. That's part of the workshop. The class, I understand. But I can tell you that it's about exercise mm-hmm. and certain held body positions mm-hmm. until you begin to notice a vibration or a tremor, usually in your inner thighs or your hips. And then after... Something you're doing, producing it yourself. You're not doing anything. You're not doing anything. This is people going, wow. Okay. You told me my body would shake. It's shaking. I didn't believe you. It's really happening. Now, I can also tell you that out of the 7,000 people, 6,000 soldiers, probably another 1,000 people that I've trained, Mm -hmm. everybody shakes. Maybe two people out of six or Mm -hmm. 7,000 haven't shaken. It happens to everybody. Now, do you see... um, uh, is it just take one shaking session for someone to be, comp- let's say, healed of it their can. trauma? or just, And some people take more than one Depends session. Depends on your level of stress. Uh-huh. And remember, we started with that word accountability. Right. Some people get it immediately and they go, I'm never going to stop doing TREs. Okay. It's I wake up in the morning or I'm going to bed at night and I just shake. Okay. My wife and I shake together. We shook together last night. You know, we just lay down on the floor and we do a couple of exercises and we carry on a conversation about what my daughter's got to do at school. And we're both just shaking and moving around on the floor. And it's a very natural thing once you get into it. So uh, what I don't understand is where, um, is this just day-to-day trauma that you're working out in your body or is this lifelong trauma that's happened i mean if you're shaking out all the trauma how why is there still shaking left to be done yes (laughs) (laughs) yes thank you i know i asked a bunch of questions (laughs) um so the human organism is a living breathing uh intelligent wise organism Mm -hmm. Under stress, we lose some of that intelligence. Have you ever been in a fight with a loved one and then you just say that thing you know you should never say? And you go, why did I say that? Well, the part of your brain that inhibits those social functions, it's turned off under stress. That's why we do things in stress that we wouldn't normally do. You, you got a stressed out day at work and you look at the computer screen and you're going, uh, 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 and you can't even figure out what your daily tasks are. Because you're stressed out. Here's another thing in corporate, by the way. You got people that are not stressed out one day and they've got this capacity to execute their tasks. And then stress increases one day and they lose the capacity. Well, if you don't understand stress and trauma, it looks really weird. Well, wait a minute. 
you could do this yesterday. What's different today? Are you sick? Do you have a headache? Are your fingers broken? No, I'm just physically hijacked by that stress, trauma, anxiety continuum, and I can't do my day-to-day job. Well, it looks really weird because people see it one day and they don't see it the next. I've even heard it called willful disobedience. (laughs) Okay, So it's not. It's just literally we don't function well. Mm -hmm. So your question is, is this shaken out? I have literally seen people in one session become different. Mm. They stand up and their face is softer. Their jaws aren't clenched. Their hips are looser. Their partners go, Chris, I don't know what you did with my husband, but I really like who's here right now. And that's after one session. Some people do it as a daily practice because they live in a stressful environment. And some people aren't accountable in the sense that they're not the kind of people that want to do exercises on a day-to-day basis. It's okay. What David has created is a magical thing. You can do it once and get great benefit and walk away. You can learn it once and practice it on a weekly, every other day, every week, daily, and get even more help from it. Mm -hmm. And then you can begin to show people and spread it around, and pretty soon you've got this revolution of shaking that releases tension. I imagine there are some people that have uh, lifetime traumas and layers of it that would... And that's the D. That's the D of PTSD, right? So the post-traumatic stress disorder. Right. Yeah. Everybody's got post-traumatic stress. It's, it's healthy. When we have layers, it's a disorder. When you can't function because it incapacitates mm. you, it becomes a disorder. So it would, would you recommend, let's, for anybody listening, and myself included, let's say they are interested in the, your next workshop, mm-hmm. and it would probably be very helpful to make an appointment with somebody who is a level one certified practitioner, Yep. Is that what you want to say? Yeah. And then you can get an idea of what it's like. And then. And if they'll email me, mm-hmm. Chris at C H R I S at Landon Works, remember the E in Works, W E R K S dot com, and make a request for a therapist, I will have my first wave of certified therapists. And we have MDs and PhDs going through this program. I mean, we've got some pretty powerful therapists in this program. And how much does a session run? See, that's the beauty. It's not, David has created something where you don't need a therapist. So there aren't really any therapists teaching TREs. There are people that use it in conjunction with something, Mm -hmm. but it's really something that's about changing the face of the world. It's about creating a better planet. Mm -hmm. And David's not worried about what does a therapist charge. Mm -hmm. He's worried about, can we teach it? Is it easy to teach? And is it effective? Mm -hmm. And so when you say therapist, it gets a therapist out of the picture. You have an instructor who teaches it to you once, but then after that, you can do it with somebody if you want to. Mm-hmm. I have people that come back to me, but it's because of a relationship that they want to maintain. Mm-hmm. But once you've learned how to do the shaking, you don't need help. That's right. what it's all about. It mm-hmm. takes a therapist out of the picture. So so the idea as a therapist would be teaching people how to, how to do this. Absolutely. And then you can have them come back. But you also don't need to have them come back. It's like you learn how to do, I, I can't even think of something. You learn how to say the word frog in French, which is rognu. Well, you learned it. You know what the word is now, right? Well, you don't need to take classes on what that word is. Now, if you want to learn to speak French better, you can take classes. But once you've learned TREs, you've got them. They're extremely simple. Mm-hmm. That's the whole idea. Yeah, that's the beauty part. They are simple. What? Uh, where does And where does level two... So level one is a one-on-one. So I can now work with my client one-on-one. Okay. 
Level two is working with groups, doing two-hour to half-day workshops. And then level three is where you train trainers, so you can train level one and level two. How many, how many massage therapists have taken this training? David Burselli is a PhD, but he's also a massage therapist. So I don't know for him, but for me, I think there have been four. And, but you just, we, you just started this year teaching. This is new. I mean, this is, people say, how come I've never heard of it? Well, David's busy in China and Brazil and all over the world. We have an invitation to go to, pardon me, Indonesia to deal with an earthquake, tsunami, volcano. Uh, it's a mess over there right now, yeah. And so we're waiting right now to see if we have permission from the Indonesian ministry to bring TREs over there. So there, it's new. I mean, it's, it's a very new modality. Mm-hmm. The roots are very old. The roots are based in neo-Reikian body work and Lowen's work. Um, so it's not new information, but the way he's put it together without a therapist so that anybody can teach anybody, it's a pretty new thing. And so he could bring this relief to, to masses of people. So I have a, a really big question. And um, let's say uh, people with a serious illness, um, have you seen any marked improvement in their illness after learning the TRE? I have seen profound shifts in anxiety and any of the anxiety-based disorders. Mm -hmm. Depression. Mm -hmm. I've seen it literally bring the light back. Mm -hmm. I had a woman who was 52 who was in England and she called me back and she said, Chris, I'm kind of embarrassed, but I had to go to the doctor. I was bleeding again. And I'm like, oh, my God, did we do something wrong? She said, no. She said, my ovaries woke up again. She said something about the TREs. The doctor said, you just got younger, girl. That's all that happened. You just started your period again. And she's like, it was the TREs. I could tell when I was shaking that something was happening in me that I couldn't put my finger on. And then when it happened, I was a little concerned because, you know, I haven't had a period for three or four years. But she said it was waking up again. Interesting. And so have you seen any work with cancer or anything like that or not cancer yet yeah uh, to me if it were to work with cancer it's that cancer is a disease that thrives in environments with decreased immune system mm-hmm. and what's the first thing that takes out your immune system is your stress yeah so what david's really talking about is returning the body to its original state mm-hmm. and when you've got the original state i have seen things that i can't even believe my, I mean, I'm, I'm hesitating in my words mm. because I've seen many things in my life and I've never seen the things that I have witnessed coming out of these TREs. I have watched people, uh, change, uh, body shape. I have seen people talk different, literally the story of, I don't know who my husband is right now, but I sure like who you've left me with. Yeah. Um, facial he, changes. He looked, too. he walked down the hallway. Everybody said, I won't repeat his name. They said, hey, Marcus, go look in the mirror. And he said, why? And he walked down, he looked in the mirror, and he leapt out of the bathroom. And he went, oh, my God. He looked different to himself. Yeah. Because he had been an angry, tight, visceral man. Gripped. Yeah. yeah. His face softened. I have a couple of quick stories I can share about working with the military. One of them, um, I was done because, you know, after a while, it's like rote. You know, you do 100 at 9 o'clock, 100 at 10 o'clock, and 100 at 11 o'clock, and you get a lunch break, and then you do another 100, 100, 100. And so at the end, you say, how did it go? What would you think? And somebody said, well, I can't wipe this um, 
grin off my face. <laughs> and I went, oh, that's really nice. And I turned to ask the next person, and three people dove in front of me with their cell phones, and they're taking pictures. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? They said, you don't get it. This is Sergeant Grumpy. Mm -hmm. He never, ever, ever smiles. He said, I haven't been happy or smiled since I joined the military five years ago. And he said, I can't quit smiling. And he was just sitting there grinning. That's one. And the other one, excuse me, it's an it's a intense story for me. I was working with a group of long gunners. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and long gunners... Their targets are at least a mile away. And they're a very lethal group. They're a very, very lethal group. And they're very traumatized by their job. And, and they're very powerful people. They truly believe they're fighting for their country and that, they, that they're making the world a better place. And I've had more God-based conversations with this group of men than any place in, on the planet. But what I asked was, what do you notice? And the term for the enemy is haji. And this leader of the group raised his hand and said, if we taught this to Haji, nobody could fight. And you could have heard a pin drop. Here's somebody who kills for a living saying, if the enemy felt the way I felt right now, nobody could fight. You can hear a pin drop. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so my hope in this planet is that I can have maximum impact in the world. And when I listen and I deal with, to me, the most traumatized segment of, of the population right now is the military. And thanks to Magis Group for giving me the capacity to work with the military. But wow, you talk about impact. You see these men who live in a constant stressed out environment coming back different. We are one of the largest mind-body studies the military has ever done. And it's Fantastic. because it's working. Uh, the, the owner of this company, his name is Stephen Robinson, has created a vehicle of providing information that literally has the capacity to change the way we engage in combat. I have one, one question for you. Um, as the person is going through these exercises, is there, when I'm thinking particularly about soldiers, is there any risk of kind of a going into flashback or anything like that? I don't know. So David Bracelli was a profound help for me in this. And I was always trained that flashbacks and uh, re-traumatization and disassociation were the hallmark of the sign to stop. This is the end. They're disassociating. And, and so I had a client in the workshop that you were in, mm -hmm. started to dissociate. And by instinct, just because I know I've done... Thousands, I probably have 20,000 sessions with people. I backed her out. Then I said, you know, it's because she was dissociating. David said, you know, I want to change your mind on this. He said, that's a defense mechanism. And you remember we talked about the brain and the neural pathways. That neural pathway is really thick. She's been doing that her whole life. Conflict comes up and she checks out. Mm -hmm. And it hasn't killed her yet and she's 51. Why don't you just see what happens if you let her go through it? Mm. And I'm like, oh my God. And so it goes I against did. everything. It does. Yeah, it's coming to the surface. Mm -hmm. I have completely and profoundly shifted my approach now. And I'm not saying in the hands of an untrained person that, that that's uh, safe. It's not. But in a safe environment with the TREs, she moved right through it. And you should have seen some of the writing she came up with. She's like, I dealt with losing a child. I dealt with my mother dying. And I did... 10 years of therapy in one TRE session. Wow. 
And it happened because David just said, let her go. Don't stop the dissociation at this point. She's in a safe environment. We're well-trained. Just see what happens. And her body, see, the TREs are about your body's wisdom. And the body's wisdom shook her ovaries, shook her arms, and literally she was shaking in an embrace. And she's like, oh, my God, I can feel my mother. I am hugging my mother, and I can feel this in my, and her hands are vibrating up and down in the, in the form of a, of a shake. Um, she's, she's going to certify. She's going to be one of my first people certified. So yeah. with the, the soldiers, I know that, um, and I think uh, I see this a lot in what I've read about soldiers and news stories, that addictions seem to be kind of run rampant in those guys that come back. Do you see that the TRE helps with so addictions as well? I, or? Can't, I can't really voice that, you know, because yeah. what we do with the military is, is a, a proprietary information. One part is TREs. Okay. The whole package is very important in how it's presented because it's way, way more than just that. Mm-hmm. It's understanding and acting and creating a practice of accountability. Mm-hmm. But let me just run through real quick what the scenario is. Mm-hmm. And remember, what we're talking about now is the far end of the continuum. We've got worry and concern and then stress and anxiety and then PTSD. So we're at the far end towards the D side of this spectrum. Okay. Everybody has PTS. Mm-hmm. Everybody suffers from some form of post-traumatic stress. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> if you think about it, PTSD is an aberration of memory. An aberration of memory meaning that when we get a boom we think we're back at something that happened way earlier in our mm-hmm. life. And our body doesn't know the difference between real and imagination. That's one. Then you live in an environment where you don't like being around people. Being close to people with bombers and you know uh, uh, suicide bombers, you don't congregate. You don't get people together. You keep a distance, right? You're always looking for what happens to the next incoming threat. So you're hypervigilant. You respond to incoming threat with aggression. I'm talking about soldiers now. Soldiers. Now, this is on the D end, right? You respond to incoming threat with aggression, and you don't sleep, and you need to medicate somehow to keep your mm-hmm. system regulated. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Those things keep you alive in a threat environment, mm-hmm. whether it's war or a dangerous household, right? Respond to incoming threat with aggression, get hypervigilant, always looking around where the next thing's coming from, and don't mm-hmm. sleep deep because you don't know what's coming when you're sleeping. They get really good at that. Then they come back stateside where there is no threat. What are they good at? They're really good at those five things, but they change the name now. Now it's paranoid, irritable, aggressive, addicted, and don't sleep. The exact same symptoms that keep you alive in a stress environment are the hallmark systems of the problems the soldiers are having. Why? Because the nerve bundles that create the survival in a theater environment are so well rehearsed that it's a habit. You bring that habit back and it no longer serves you, but nobody's told you how to turn it off. Mm -hmm. TREs turn it off. So all those habits, when you're in the theater of war, you're rewarded for. And you get back... And, and, uh, they're detrimental and they're detrimental. That's why it's so important Mm. to take out the dysfunction of PTSD as a disorder Mm -hmm. because it's not, the brain is functioning perfectly. Right. There's just nothing to fight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that is the essence 
of what TREs can do. That's an environment where it's really needed. But you can grow up in a stressful environment in an inner city. And here's the key. The brain doesn't know the difference between real threat and an imaginary threat. So the symptoms of somebody making up in their mind a story of danger have the exact same impact on the body as being on a battlefield with somebody shooting at you. The brain doesn't know the difference between reality and imagination. Yeah, we talked about that in our first show, our perceived threat. Perceived threat, we were talking about stress in general. So we always have a tip of the week well, on our show. We had so much to talk about. I know. Though, and I, I think the whole I feel show like we is a tip. Talk about this for another hour. But yeah. um, this whole show is a tip. The you tip want me to is, give you a t- a yeah, sure. we'll take a tip. Yes, please. Okay. So in stress, the body responds a certain way. Stress means my shoulders are tight. I'm not breathing through my nose, and my eyes are fixated in the center of the socket. Why? Because predators' eyes track prey. And under stress, we think there's a predator. So we don't turn our heads. What's the tip? When you're stressed out, drop your shoulders, breathe in slowly through your nose, and turn your head from side to side. The signal of all three of those things tells your body, I'm safe. Relax your shoulders, turn your head slowly from side to side, and breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. And that will change your response to stress, anxiety, and concern and worry. I love it. Well, that's a fabulous tip. And um, do we put our tips on the week? Uh, tips of the week on the website? Do we do that? Well, it'll be on the show. Yep, on the show. On the show, right? Okay. So we have. We're going to wrap things up here at Massage at the Massage Podcast. And we'd like to thank Chris Balsley so much for showing up today and giving us all of your information. And it sounds like we should all be taking his workshop so we can change the world. And, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. We need to do that. Let peace me see. on Next Earth. Tuesday, okay? yeah. Change the world. <laughs> Between taking your daughter to school and walking the dogs. Right. Change the world. But and one person at a time. And don't lock anyone in a trunk. No, I wouldn't do that either. <laughs> but anyway, if you would like to... Um, find us. We're at massagepodcast.com. You can contact us on our contact page. And we are also, you can be followed us. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter and come chat with us during the live recordings and ask us questions. And Chris's website will be on our web, or link to his website will be on our, on our pod, massagepodcast.com. Thank you all for listening. And we will... Thank you, Chris, so much for taking your time in your busy worldwide schedule to join us here in Boulder uh, for this podcast. And we'd like to have you back again, um, talk more in the spring, perhaps. Okay. Yes, definitely. All right. um, All right. We'll see. Lots more information about what we've talked about today on Chris's website. So check it out. Next Thursday at 1 p.m. 